Hey, everybody. This is Dick Buttons, and you're listening to The World According to Dick Buttons. Episode 12. And I'm ashamed to say that episode 12 did not receive the hard work and dedication and research that previous episodes were privy to. There were no late nights tabulating top 10 lists, uh, writing scripts together to talk about whatever the topic may be. It is here Friday morning, and I am winging it, kids. Winging it. I'm just going to open up the mind, the complicated mind, of Dick Buttons and see what comes out. You know, one thing I always, always harp on is common sense. And and it's something that I, I think is lacking specifically in the younger generations, although I do know many, many adults who suffer from this affliction as well. And uh, what is common sense? Well, common sense refers to the basic practical knowledge and reasoning that is generally shared by most people in a society or a community. It encompasses the ability to make sound judgments and decisions based on a combination of innate understanding, acquired knowledge, and life experiences. Common sense relies on using logical thinking, intuition, practical wisdom to navigate everyday situations and solve problems. Well, therein lies the issue right there. Wisdom, being able to navigate everyday situations. I, I mean, I know a lot of people in my life who, who just don't have that. It's kind of sad. Now, common sense is often associated with practicality, simplicity, and a general understanding of what is considered reasonable and sensible in a given context. It involves drawing on commonly accepted principles and norms to make judgments, anticipate consequences, and determine appropriate courses of action. Now, I'm going to leave a link on my Spotify page. Uh, There's a gentleman, a great gentleman, uh, that happens to be my dad. Uh, No, he's not Dick Button Sr., but I will put the link to his website, He has a whole website dedicated to common sense. And you can ask questions. He can, you know, guide you through this uh, muddy waters of common sense. Uh, I think it's a nice uh, companion to this little rant I'm... No, I don't want to call this a rant because, you know, I've received some feedback that, you know, maybe the rants aren't the best topics for uh, a podcast I've been told by others that they enjoy the rants, so I'm a little torn. But this is more of a stream of consciousness today, since I didn't prepare anything really as hard as I did uh, for the top 10 list, let's say. All right, back to common sense. You know, while common sense can vary across cultures, it's typically fundamental concepts such as importance, honesty, respect for others, personal safety, practical problem-solving, and adherence to social norms. It is the ability to apply this practical wisdom to various aspects of life, from personal relationships and decision-making to navigating social situations, and understanding a basic cause-and-effect relationship. I think with the younger generation especially, the cause-and-effect thing is almost non-existent, to the point where I, I think they do things, and then when... The effect happens, they're like totally blown away and flabbergasted that that was the result of what they did, which I don't even know if you could teach that, right? Uh, 
So what do you think? Do you think do you think common sense is something that can be taught in a classroom, or do you think it's something that is inborn, such as singing, painting, uh, acting, you know, something that is a God-given talent? And, well, okay, I'm using the word, the term God-given. I don't believe in God, but you know what I'm trying to say. However, it is important to recognize that common sense is not an infallible or universal set of principles. It can be influenced by cultural biases, personal experiences, and individual perspectives. What is considered common sense in one context or culture may not necessarily apply universally. Additionally, as society and circumstances change, what is deemed common sense may evolve and adapt into new realities. I mean, that's just uh, life changes, life evolves. What might be considered common sense today may not be common sense tomorrow. The perception that common sense is difficult for people nowadays can stem from various factors. Now, what are those factors? People could blame it on information overload. In today's digital age, we have an access to an overwhelming amount of information from various sources. Sorting through this abundance of data can make it challenging to discern what is reliable, relevant, and practical, leading to confusion and a sense of lacking common sense. Now, in this age of your phone being attached to your left or right hand, guilty as charged. I'm one of them. Love my phone. It's not just a phone. It is entertainment. It is work. It is everything. In fact, I probably use my phone 10% for phone calls and the rest for, for entertainment, pleasure, and information. Cultural and educational factors also come into play. Different cultures and educational systems prioritize and teach different skills and knowledge. What may be considered common knowledge in one culture or educational background may not be as prevalent in another. This also can contribute to differing perspectives and behaviors leading to misunderstanding what is common sense. I'm seeing a pattern here. So I'm answering my own question, whether common sense can be taught. So maybe not taught like in a classroom taught, but it's all about your your surroundings and when you how you grew up and the people that you're around, right? Modern life. Yes, the complexity of modern life. This is categorized by increasing complexity and rapid changes. Many aspects of daily life, such as technology, economics, and social norms, have become more intricate and specialized. Negotiating this complexity can make it difficult for individuals to rely on intuitive or traditional common sense, requiring them to adapt and acquire new knowledge and skills. Ooh, new things, new skills. I know, I know people who are afraid of new things. Let me live my life the way I know how to live my life. You know, what you went through in your life also can affect how you deal with common sense or how you use it. Each person's individual experience, beliefs, and biases can shape their understanding and application of common sense. Different backgrounds, cultural upbringings, and personal biases can lead to divergent perspectives on what is considered common sense. So growing up in my household, I think I was brought up with a, a strong sense of what common sense is. My grandfather used to call it street smarts. And he always used to say to me, I take someone with street smarts over book smarts any day. And in my uh, adult life and in my professional life, I have worked with some of the most degreed people 
many PhDs in the line of work that I'm in. And while these people are brilliant, common sense-wise, they were lacking tremendously. And I'm not sure why those two don't go hand in hand. I don't want to generalize, but I can say a good portion of the PhDs that I've met in my life or have had close interactions with, I don't want to piss off anybody that I know that's a PhD, but had close interactions with or worked with, really lacked a street smart, as my grandfather used to say it. And I tend to agree. If if I if I'm in a jam and I I need someone to 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 think, the street smart person is going to. I think going to survive much better. Short term, probably. Now that I'm thinking about it, okay. So street smarts may may get you out of a situation short term, but a a more learned person, a PhD, maybe can come up with a long term uh, solution. But, I, but I'm getting off, uh, off track here. Another thing I think that can decrease the amount of common sense from a person is lack of critical thinking and problem-solving skills. Now, this can be taught. Uh, in another life, not another life, in another career, I was a corporate trainer. And uh, problem-solving skills was one of the sessions uh, that I did teach. So common sense often relies on critical thinking, problem solving, and logical reasoning. In an era where quick answers and immediate gratification are prioritized, back to our cell phones, individuals may not develop these skills adequately, leading to perceived lack of common sense. In the Google age that we live in, and I I live this every day in my professional life, in my home life, we need to know something, we go right to Google. I have Google speakers in my home and I don't even bother typing it in anymore to the browser. I just, hey, hey Google and ask and uh, I get the answer. So, you know, that does reduce the amount of critical thinking. You know, now that this is unfolding in front of me, you know, maybe part of the lack of common sense in the newer generations is the Because of this technology age where everything is immediate and everything is given to us, the lack of critical thinking is a byproduct. But I love technology. What a dichotomy. I'm torn here. The over-reliance, and this this ties right into it. I'm thinking over-reliance on technology. Technology nowadays has undoubtedly made our lives more convenient, but it also can lead to a dependency that bypasses the need for common sense. Relying heavily on devices and automated systems can diminish our ability to make informed decisions or think critically. I just gave that example. It's sad, really. I think think as a society, I, I think common sense is important. I think it's important in your home life. I think it's definitely important in in your business life. I mean, I don't think either example could survive without common sense, but we run into those people all the time. You know, which leads me to another, uh, another, I guess, uh, byproduct of common sense. How many of you have a narcissist in your life, right? 
Dealing with a narcissist can be challenging as their behaviors and traits can negatively impact relationships and cause emotional distress. I have known, I would say, I don't want to put a number, but I've known a few narcissists in my life. Some, and I'm going to be totally honest here, some have called me a narcissist. I don't see it, but that's something a narcissist would say. How do you deal with a narcissist? I mean, here are some things. I I, I don't know. In my dealings with narcissists, uh, one thing would be to set boundaries. You want to establish clear boundaries and stick to them. Narcissists often try to push boundaries and manipulate others for their own benefit. Clearly communicate your limits and expectations and be firm in enforcing them. Now, that's easier said than done. That's easy to put down as a rule. But a narcissist is only going to care about themselves and not listen to anything you say. But this may help you from, from, from going crazy. You want to practice self-care. It is crucial to take care of your own well-being when dealing with a narcissist. Focus on self-care activities to help you maintain your emotional and mental health. This can include engaging in hobbies, seeking support from loved ones, or pursuing therapy or counseling, and forget about the narcissist. You know, there are times where I've had, and listen, I'm going to be the first to admit it, one of the narcissists in my life, I found myself feeding into it. It was just a, a easier way to get through the day, right? So when they were making it all about themselves and all about this and all about that, I found myself just just diving into that whirlwind of, of narcissism. And it got done quickly. They felt good because they wanted you to think they're the best. And I, that was my course of least uh, resistance there. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. But that is one of the ways I dealt with a narcissist. You also, you have to understand that you cannot change or fix a narcissist. Accepting this reality can help you adjust your expectations and avoid disappointment. Instead, focus on managing your own reactions and responses to their behavior. Again, that that feeds into what I just said. There were times when this narcissist was just mm, narcissisting. Is that a word? And... Instead of calling them out on bullshit or anything, just play along with it, right? Because they're they're never going to change. I, I think it's impossible to change. Narcissists thrive on control and power. Engaging in power struggles or trying to prove them wrong is unlikely to yield positive results. Instead, how about take two steps back, choose your battle, and prioritize your own well-being. Having a narcissist in your life is very daunting and can be very exhausting. And if you spend a good part of your day trying to either change the way they think, impossible, or appease them, either way uh, is not a very productive way to go about your life. I'm, I'm curious. I'm going to put two questions in my, on my Spotify page. Uh, do you have a narcissist in your life? Uh, I'll put that there, and I also will put, um, what do you do to deal with the narcissist in your life? Or, are you going to be honest? Are you a narcissist? But a narcissist would never say that. Again, 
it's very hurtful for those. I, I've been called a narcissist, and I just don't see it. But then again, that's something a narcissist would say. So I guess that's a moot point. Now, remember that a narcissist behavior is a reflection of their own insecurities and self-centeredness. It's important not to internalize the negative opinions or let their behavior define your self-worth. Narcissists will tell you, I'm the best, I'm this, I'm that, all with the byproduct of making you feel less about yourself. That, that's part of it. That's, the whole, that's part of the narcissist world. I'm not a narcissist. I'm just, maybe I'm just telling myself that. Hmm. I may have to rethink that. You want to develop and practice assertive communication skills. And that's, this is something that is not only to deal with narcissists, but in, in life. Clearly express your needs and concerns without becoming aggressive or defensive. Keep your communication direct, concise, and focused on facts rather than getting caught up in emotional manipulation. Easier said than done. Now, one of the easiest ways to deal with a narcissist is to limit contact if you can. You know, but sometimes you don't have that ability. Uh, you know, if you have a narcissist that you work with, uh, limiting contact may not be uh, practical. But if the behavior of this of your narcissist becomes consistently toxic and detrimental to your well-being, you may have to limit or cut off contact with them. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Is it easy? No, especially if A, you live with a narcissist. Or B, you work with one. Imagine your life if you lived with a narcissist and worked with a narcissist. You were, you're dealing with narcissism on a 24-7 basis. I don't think that's good. You know, the takeaway, I'll end this subject. Dealing with a narcissist can be emotionally draining, so it's essential to prioritize your own well-being throughout this process. Seeking professional guidance from therapists or counselors who specialize in this, if needed, to help you in navigating these challenging dynamics. Now again, for those of you that are narcissists, this whole thing meant nothing to you. But for those of you who, who feel that they, they have one at home or at work, uh, you know, maybe uh, this will help. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, what am I? I'm not a, uh, I'm not a uh, therapist. Uh, the last thing that just popped into my head that I, I, I want to talk about. Just this week, I was, uh, and I may have been late to the game, uh, introduced to ChatGBT and the things that it can do. And, you know, I heard about it and uh, did not really know much about it, put it on my computer and started playing with it. I got to say, there are many many ways you can use this this function and it's kind of cool it's kind of scary you know when they say will ai take over uh this world uh, listen i i'm looking at the screen right now i mean i typed in about 20 things i gave it to to write for me and it does it quickly it does it 
concisely. It it does it credibly. It's pretty, pretty impressive. So here's an example. I I typed in, in the style of Gene Simmons from KISS, write me a rock song. Now, it wrote a verse, a pre-chorus, a chorus, a second verse, a bridge, same chorus, a solo it put, a verse three, all the way down to outro. And because I said, uh, in the style of Gene Simmons, here's the pre-chorus. I'm the demon of the night, here to steal your dreams, with a stage full of fire and a voice that screams. I'll take you to the edge and push you to the limit. It's time for rock and roll, baby, and I'm here to win it. Now, this is a computer. This is AI. I just typed in like Gene Simmons. It hit the demon. It hit the screaming, the fire. So, and here's the chorus. Rock and roll all night, party every day. We're going to blow your mind in every single way. Raise your hands up high and shout it to the sky. I'm here to rock you, going to make you fly. Listen. I've heard worse songs on the radio. Now, it didn't write any music. But uh, it is pretty impressive. Now, not only like... I mean, I, I asked it to write a standard operating procedure for me. And it 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 followed the, the standard nomenclature for an SOP. And again, maybe I'm, maybe I'm too enamored with this and getting too excited... But it, it had a purpose, a scope, had definitions, it had responsibilities, and followed the, the traditional form of a standard operating procedure. Uh, what else did I ask it? I'm looking here. I asked it to put together a list of the top 10 heavy metal bands of all time. Now, while I don't agree with the list it came up with, it gave the, the band and four, three or four facts about each band. And relatively quickly, I, I would say these responses are coming out in less than a minute. Now, I don't know if you find this cool or if you find this troubling, but I had fun with it. I will add that third question on my Spotify page. Do you think chat, GBT, and AI like that are a problem? Do you think it's going to make society better or worse? I don't know. But I will say, for not having a a uh, research subject matter, I think uh, episode 12 turned out pretty good. Uh, I didn't rant, uh, you know, and I talked about a few things that were on my mind. So, next week, episode 13, I am going to have a guest. That's right, I'm... I'm going into the world of having a guest. And I'm not going to tell you who it is. It's going to be a surprise. Uh, Nobody famous. They may think they're famous. Uh, Back to my narcissist rant. Oh my God, I said rant. It wasn't a rant. It was just a topic. But I'm going to see how that works. I'm going to try to do it live, face-to-face. I'd rather not have to call the person. So we're trying to coordinate the logistics of that. Um... It should be interesting. And hopefully, 
my new podcast equipment will be there, and I'll be able to have intro music, outro music, uh, the sound quality hopefully will be better as I'll have a new mic. Uh, Again, thanks to everybody for tuning in and following. Uh, My numbers are growing each and every day, and I am blown away by the amount of people and and from where these people are listening. I've said it before. I have people who are listening in Russia, uh, China. It, it really blows my mind. Uh, apparently, downloads are important, so if you can start downloading it. I, I am close to the point where Spotify is telling me that uh, if I hit a certain listenership in a certain time period, I actually can get paid for advertising. I'm not sure I want to do that. Because I don't want to take away from the content, I don't want to start reading commercials. But if the money's good, you know, I, 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 you know, every little bit extra can help. But that's all I got to say for this week. This has been the world according to Dick Buttons. I am Dick Buttons, and enjoy the rest of your day, evening, whenever you're listening to this. And we will see you next week on the world according to Dick Buttons. <laughs>